Today on Walk in Truth, we have a very special guest speaker, my good friend, Pastor John Nipper. And he's going to talk to us about the brevity of life. Life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. This is a very personal sermon. It's a time when we really need to key in on how short life is on the earth and how it should determine our priorities and what we focus on, and especially accomplishing God's will. We'll learn more about that today on Walk in Truth. Welcome to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. Back in 19, real quick, back in 1980, 79, I wanted to drive the big truck and make a living. The big diesel truck, maybe, that's what I wanted to do. But because I had no experience, nobody would give me a job. <laughs> Silly fool. So I went and bought a truck. Didn't know how to drive it. Didn't, know, didn't even know I had to go call a friend to come and drive it off the lot for me. Because I, I didn't know how to drive the darn thing. So over the course of time, my idea was to buy this truck and, and to make money. Number one, about the wrong truck. I wanted to haul dirt locally, and it needed two, just a single axle for that. And I ended up buying a two-axle, which made, the, made it too long, so I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So then I had to go, and I had to drive long haul, drive across country, which is something I didn't want to do, but that's something I had to do. The point being, and all that, and all that being said and done, I lost everything. Lost everything. Deregulation set in. A lot of, ex- lot of excuses set in. But it was something I wanted to do. It wasn't something God had planned for me. I wanted to do that, me. And God had other plans. So how can I say I'm going to engage in the business? What does it say about pride? There are so many proverbs that deal with pride. 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but the humble but with the humble is wisdom. 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. 29, 23, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. James, we talked about in verse four, or chapter four, verse six, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it is God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 16.5 of Proverbs, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Do you know how much God hates punish our pride? Open your Bibles, hold your place there at James and go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6, you're going to know this, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. Because I'm in control. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) God's, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> anyway, so look at verse uh, 16, Proverbs 6, 16. There are six things which the Lord hates. Seven, yes, seven, which are an abomination. An abomination to him. 17, haughty eyes. Haughty eyes. Haughty means proud, arrogant, vain, conceited, snobbish, superior, self-important, God hates these things as he continues. A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that run rapidly to evil. A false witness who utters lies and one who spreads strife 
among brothers, but for our purposes here, it's the haughty eyes. He hates that. He hates that when we start stepping out and think that we got it going on and we got the control of everything. When the reality is we have control over very, very little. In the big scheme of life, we have no control over our life as it, as it attains to life and death. You had no control over when you were born, and I got to tell you, you'll have no control over when you die. James 4.14 reads, Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Turn over to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, <clears throat> verse 16. When you're there, say amen. 16, and he told them a parable saying, the land of the rich man was very productive. He began reasoning to, he began reasoning to himself. saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grains and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night. Your soul is required of you. And now, who will own what you have prepared? So it is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. A lot of emphasis on the I there. And the I was talking about himself. It wasn't not talking about God. He was trying to do this on his own circumstance. And he said, and God says, you fool. Your soul is required, and who is going to take your stuff then? I was listening to Chuck Swindoll the other day on the message, and he was talking about this very thing about a vapor, and he says, when you come to my house for dinner, you will eat on my good china. He says, a lot of times people have this big fancy china, and they put it up in a cupboard, and they never use it, or maybe they use it once in a lifetime for special occasions. I'll throw my wife under the bus for a second, because I love her. Oh, it's not, it's not good. I'll clean it up. Lord, clean it up. We have a set of china, and I said, wife, why don't we use it? Oh, that, that belonged to my aunt, so-and-so, and so-and-so. What good does it do? Who, what good does it do to sit in a cabinet and not use it? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> many, uh, many moons ago when, uh, when you could go to Disneyland without refinancing your house. Um, I went into this store, I wanted her to watch. So I'm looking in the counter and they have all these different Mickey Mouse watches and different things. and. All that, and I said, I, I wanted to buy one. I thought they were really neat. It was Mickey and the, he had a dress on. No, he had a gown. Uh, uh, robe. Yeah, let's look over the robe. That sounds good. 
He had a robe on. Anyway, and it was numbered on the back like 80-something. I don't know. I guess they only made like 100 of them. So I, I bought it, and I told the guy, fix it up. I want to wear it. And the guy standing next to me goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? That, that's a collector's item. I said, dude, I didn't buy it to collect it. I bought it to wear it, and I bought it to enjoy it. So many times we do this, right? We, we take things, and we try to do it our own way. We try to just stuff them away. So what will our life be like tomorrow? I'm not sure. I don't even know what I'm doing this afternoon. How many can attest to that, right? Sometimes you just don't know. Oh, okay, I have plans. I might go to dinner this afternoon, but where am I going to go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's not, that particular thing is really not that important in the moment anyway. Yes, I have thoughts and I have some plans. Like I said, I have a, a note planner and all that stuff. But the idea is simply this, that you have these and you hold them loosely in your hand. One of the ideas that's been floating around in my head is that life is but a vapor. And what that means and how it applies to everyday life. A vapor is defined as a haze, a mist, a steam, a condensation, moisture. And every once in a while you'll notice that we have a haze on the stage, but it, it just lasts for a few seconds, maybe a minute or two, and then it dissipates and it's gone. And really that's, that's much like life. In the span of life, a vapor is very short-lived and it's gone. And as far as earth is concerned, it's gone permanently. One of the things that I like to do, and some people will say, well, some people, have, some of you will probably say, well, that's weird. But if you know me, that's not weird for me. Some of the things I like to do is I like to look at old pictures or old paintings. And I like to look at the faces on them. And, 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 and I, and I kind of like focus in on one. And I wonder, who is that? Who, who is this person that's in this picture? What's their story? Where were they from? Where did they grow up? What did they do for a living? What did they, what did they, what, who, who are they? And what I come to realize is that a vapor is a very, very short span of time and life. There's going to come a time providing the Lord doesn't come first that nobody will even remember, nobody on this planet or this world will remember that you even existed. That's heavy. I'm going to give you a case in point. Would you give me that picture, please? I know it's not a good picture. It's an old picture. Anybody know who that is? Some of you might know, but that's only because I told you. And you're not supposed to tell nobody. It's not the best quality, but it's, Good for this illustration. I want to try, try to drive a point home. We don't know, you don't know who this man is. You don't know his history. You don't know where he came from. Occupation, where he... 
Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael. I want to tell you a little bit about a college that we have going. It's called the Truth Academy. It meets at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, and it's an apologetic school with also an emphasis on theology. Do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to share your faith in the public square? Well, this school will help you. And here's Joe Kelly, the director of the Truth Academy, to tell you more. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Boy, has there ever been a time where the need has been greater for God's people to know what they believe and why they believe it? Well, the Truth Academy is here to help the believer contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So I'd encourage our listeners, Pastor Michael, to go online to thetruthacademy.com. Take a look, see what we have to offer. Our classes are available either in person if you live in Southern California, or if you want to take a class online, that's available too. You can learn from the comfort of your own home. Once again, that's thetruthacademy.com. We look forward to having you as a student in the near future. Thanks, Joe. That's exciting news. Thetruthacademy.com to give reasons for faith, reasons for hope in our culture. Man, it's so desperately needed. Check it out today, thetruthacademy.com. Nobody will even remember, nobody on this planet or this world will remember that you even existed. That's heavy. I'm going to give you a case in point. Would you give me that picture, please? I know it's not a good picture. It's an old picture. Anybody know who that is? Some of you might know, but that's only because I told you. And you're not supposed to tell nobody. It's not the best quality, but it's good for this illustration. I want to try, try to drive a point home. We don't know, you don't know who this man is. You don't know his history. You don't know where he came from, occupation, where he was born. And if I would ask any one of you, you'd say no, except for those that I told. <laughs> well, this guy, he was born October 20th, 1932, in Boonville, Mississippi. He met a woman uh, from Jackson, Tennessee, named Mabel Messer, and they got married. They ended up moving to California and um, settled in El Monte, California. They had a couple of children, a boy and a girl, and life just went on. He was... 32 years old in that picture. And I just want, the point I want to prove here is, is life is like a vapor. It's here and it's gone in a heartbeat. When I think of today or tomorrow connected with a vapor and the plans changed, I think of January 19th, 1963. Picture this, if you will. And you can... Do this in your own mind with your, old, with your own situations. January 19th, this was a Saturday, 1963. Day like any other day, it was a today. It was a today like any other day. We played and did different things. Mom and dad were home Saturday, watched TV, played darts, played pool. Just had a good day, stayed up late, putting together a puzzle. Had a good time, went to bed, about midnight. Eight o'clock in the morning, uh, next door, playing with the neighbor kids. 
Ambulance rolls up to the house. Right behind them is aunt and uncle roll up behind the house. I roll up behind the ambulance. I go in the house and I decide I better get home. So I go back to the house and they won't let me in the house. They said, don't go in the house. After a little bit of time, they come out and they said, your dad is dead. Now, I don't say this for you to feel sorry for me. We all have had situations in life where things are but a vapor and the hard things. This is the hard, transparency things of life. For tomorrow is going to be a Sunday, this particular day, January 20th. It was going to be a day of rest again. The plans were, it was going to be baseball in the street. Remember when you could play baseball in the street? We played wiffle ball and we played softball. It was going to be a day just like any other day. But in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, things would change. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you are even probably living it in the moment. But do not be despaired. Do not be downhardened. Because God is still on the throne. Forever, forever at the age of 10, this will be written on the tablets of my heart and imprinted on my brain. But what this really does is it tells me and reminds me, because sometimes I am very shallow. Sometimes I forget, but it tells me how valuable, how fragile, and how precious life is. So it gives me a new taste, a new fervency for life itself. Sometimes it takes those things to understand. Now the interesting part is when I said, when I had told you at some point, nobody's going to know who you are. Let me clarify that just for a second. Yes, that is a picture of my dad. Yes, that is the only picture I have. And yes, I am the only living person that I know of that, had, that knows him or had a relationship with him. So the idea is that when I die, when I go to be with the Lord, he will be no longer ever remembered on this earth. Somebody better say amen. Because it's true. And that's just the harsh reality of life. So nobody knows what tomorrow is really going to bring. In James 4.15 it says, Instead you ought to say if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. So when you, when you look on the surface of verse 13, I'm going to do these things, I'm going to plan these things, you'll look at that and you'll go, wow, that's, that's, what's wrong with that? Isn't that the American dream? Isn't that what we should be doing? Isn't that, you know, what we're supposed to do? But as a believer, as a Christian, as somebody that calls Jesus my personal Lord and Savior, there's something really wrong with it. 
And the part that's really wrong is the sin of omission. Whoops, you can go back to the other. It's the sin of omission. Omission, again, is omitting something. In this case, it's omitting God out of the equation. And when you start omitting God out of the equation, then pride, arrogance, and all these other things start flooding in. And we start believing our own press. It's more about, here in this set, it's more about what's not said than what is said. And what is not said is, where's the Lord in all this? There's a bumper sticker out there that says, God is my co-pilot. You guys remember that one? I was thinking, uh, I want God to be my pilot because I'm a lousy co-pilot. Or or I want God to be my pilot because I'm a lousy pilot. I want him to direct my path. I I just want to, I want to be on the coattails. I want to be following him. I want to be moving forward with hanging on to every, with him with every ounce of strength and power I've got. So we ought to say, if the Lord wills, I will go here or I will go there. One of the things I like to say is that I hold my plans very loosely because I never know which way God is going to turn them and shape them and mold them. Many years ago, I went to another church here in Corona. Uh, It was a Calvary in Corona. (laughs) Do you get it? I'm not going to tell you the name. (laughs) Anyway, I went to another Calvary in Corona. And uh, the worship pastor there, and I'm not going to tell you his name was Dave, but Pastor Dave, I'm not going to tell you that either, but Love the man. Uh, he was very gracious and allowed me to be a part of the choir. And one of the thing that one of the things or many things that he taught and told me along the way was, and I know that most of you have heard me say this before, is blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken. And that is so apropos for this message. And what do I mean by that when about the choir is that Yeah, Pastor Dave was the head of the choir, but he always watched the senior pastor because the senior pastor had ultimate control. He had the ultimate call over the service. And as we know here, sometimes there's one or two or three or four extra verses along the way or sometimes an extra chorus or an extra song. And and so sometimes you just have to be flexible. You have to be willing to go with the flow and and just accept what's going on, whatever God is directing. The phrase, we will live. It's interesting to me because it wasn't until I let go and let God that I really start to live. Again, I'm just using myself as an example. Fill in the blank with your name and history and and let that minister to you. Let that speak to your heart. It was for 40 years that I ran my own show. 40 years. Some were good, some were bad. In fact, in fact, uh, this is kind of funny. There, there's a, there was a couple of songs that uh, 
really permeated the area that I grew up, and you'll have to, and some of you will remember. But one was recorded in 1968, and it was by Sammy Davis Jr. It says, I gotta be me. You remember that? I gotta be me. Okay. <coughs> whether I'm right or wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I gotta be me, I gotta be me. Who else can I be but what I am? Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael. I want to tell you a little bit about a college that we have going. It's called the Truth Academy. It meets at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, and it's an apologetic school with also an emphasis on theology. Do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to share your faith in the public square? Well, this school will help you. And here's Joe Kelly, the director of the Truth Academy, to tell you more. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Boy, has there ever been a time where the need has been greater for God's people to know what they believe and why they believe it? Well, the Truth Academy is here to help the believer contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So I'd encourage our listeners, Pastor Michael, to go online to thetruthacademy.com. Take a look, see what we have to offer. Our classes are available either in person if you live in Southern California or if you want to take a class online, that's available too. You can learn from the comfort of your own home. Once again, that's thetruthacademy.com. We look forward to having you as a student in the near future. Thanks, Joe. That's exciting news. Thetruthacademy.com to give reasons for faith, reasons for hope in our culture. Man, it's so desperately needed. Check it out today, thetruthacademy.com. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael would love to hear from you. You can write him when you visit walkintruth.com.